everybody, I'm Beth Davis, and welcome to Teachable Tuesday, where we discover God's heart in His Word and apply it to our lives. This is the good stuff. Today, the verse, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. So, I'm glad that you're here. If you need a little hope, today is for you. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for your love, for your presence, for your light. Thank you that you care for us, that you pursue our hearts. Even when we don't see it or feel it, when we can't perceive it, God, we know that you're coming after us and that you're always making a way before us. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So last night, we had one of our Blessed is She monthly nights right here in Phoenix. We get together with women from all over the diocese. In fact, if you're visiting, you could come. It's open to every woman. And this year, we're doing something really beautiful. We spend the first hour of our time together on every third Monday of the month um, in Eucharistic Adoration, and we offer confession. And then we move into the source and summit of our faith. We celebrate Mass just for the women. It's so special. We're trying to put uh, Jesus in the Eucharist at the center of everything that we do. So exciting. So last night was our first time with this new format. And there were a few kinks to work out on my part. Uh, one of which is that when I went over and got in line for confession, because... Listen, normally I wouldn't do that, but no one was in line for confession. So I thought, I'll kick things off. We get over there, Kelsey's with me, and she goes up to the confessional and the door is locked. And we're thinking, oh, poor father, he's sitting in there all by himself, thinking no one wants to go to confession, and here we are in line. Well, it turns out, in the sacristy, father was locked out of the confessional too. We couldn't find the keys anywhere. We're frantically texting another priest on the property. I'm terribly running lyrics for our friend who works at the parish, who's trying to find a set of spare keys to open the confessional. It was a mess. By the way, I'm terrible at lyrics, so this wasn't the best job for me to step into. Needless to say, I really needed confession, especially after this very sweaty, <laughs> anxious, running around situation trying to unlock the confessional. But when I finally came out and everyone got settled, there was a very long line for confession. And I obviously wasn't gonna cut anyone. So I went to my pew, I was pretty disappointed because did I mention I really needed confession? And you know how I know I need confession? Well, because I'm aware of my sins, but also <laughs> because I tend to have a really grouchy, bad attitude. If I pay attention to my thoughts, if I pay attention um, to the way I react to people, I just sort of feel yucky and that comes out in the world. So I was pretty ripe needing confession, but didn't have a chance to go. There was only one priest, so I, I waited. The line didn't go down, and so I thought, well, another time. This morning, I went to daily mass, and uh, after mass at my parish, every Tuesday and Thursday, they offer confession. And in fact, today they had two priests. I went to a really good, holy priest this morning, and guess what? That confession was life-changing. 
It was everything that I needed to hear. It was practical, it was consoling, it was enlightening, the way the sacraments should be because they're the very presence and grace of God pouring into our lives. Long story short, God knows what he's doing. He was preparing that perfect confession for me, even with my imperfect behavior. He was making way for me to have this beautiful encounter with him, but it came about 12 hours later than I wanted it to happen. And that's what I want to talk about today, not confession, although I would recommend if you've been away from the sacrament for a while or if you're just kind of dragging your feet, consider this your sign. This is an invitation to receive the mercy of God. Reconciliation, confession, is the sacrament of healing. And I want you to go and be reconciled to God, reconciled to yourself, reconciled to your community. I want you to experience the healing and the mercy of Jesus Christ in the sacrament. But that's not what we're gonna talk about today, okay? What I wanna talk about is the fact that God had something good, something perfect for me. It was tailor-made for me, that confession this morning. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have given so much grace last night, but instead I'm seeing this morning in retrospect that God prepared something good and beautiful and perfect for me, if only I would wait for it. <laughs> and I wonder if you can relate to this at times that sometimes we have a plan and we're working very hard to make that plan happen. It's a good plan. It's a holy plan. Could be like mine, wanting to go to confession and it just doesn't work out. The, the problem is the temptation that we often face when our plan doesn't work out is that we begin to grasp. We take matters into our own hands. And isn't this the original temptation, especially for women? If we look all the way back at the garden, when things aren't going our way and they're not happening on our timeline, the temptation is to take matters into our own hands, to make it happen for ourselves. And the deeper belief, right? The, if, if we look below that, instead of just uh, criticizing ourselves, being hard on ourselves for grasping or controlling, let's look a little bit deeper. I think, at least for me, what's going on is that I don't trust the Lord, that I don't trust that he has something good for me, even when I'm trying to do something good, that he, he's not interested in that. He doesn't help me with that, that it is all up to me. And today, I want to give you a scripture to combat that very wound of trust. A scripture that's going to help you uh, encourage yourself in the Lord. It comes to us from Psalm 27, verse 13. Psalm 27, verse 13. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're actually going to pause right there. We're going to come back to verse 14 in a moment, but let's zoom in on verse 13. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 27 verse 13. Now other translations say, I believe that I shall see the good things of the Lord in the land of the living. Not sure what your translation says, but this is a verse that I really want to dig into today because it will help us to set our minds 
when things aren't going in our, our way. When that wound of trust is trying to inform our life, our, our view of God, this is a verse that we can really uh, put stakes in the ground and again, set our minds. Last week we talked about the reality that God is for you. God is for you. And this takes some effort on our part, especially when we're not feeling it, especially when we're not seeing it. And that effort is to choose our thoughts and to change our mind. And this verse today, Psalm 27 verse 13, is kind of in the same vein. We're gonna choose our thoughts and we're gonna change our minds. I wanna break this down and highlight the three movements of the scripture that really deeply um, touch and educate me. I believe, that's the first, I believe. I believe. Now, I want you to memorize this scripture, to make it an act of faith, an act of trust, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, even when you're not sure how it could possibly work out, to memorize this scripture and to say confidently, I believe, right? Again, we're, we're giving primacy to the word. We're giving primacy uh, to God's character. We're giving primacy to belief instead of being swayed by what we can see or what we feel. When I was a youth minister, um, my favorite <laughs> ministry was EDGE, a middle school youth ministry. And every week I would introduce the students to a new scripture to memorize. And then I would bribe them with suckers that if they memorized this scripture, when they came back the next week, they would get a sucker. Now, I didn't make them stand up and do this in front of everyone, uh, but I had them come up to me and say it to me. And there's something so powerful about memorizing scripture, right? We memorize so many things. We memorize song lyrics. We memorize lines to our favorite movies. We memorize our thoughts so much so that they, became, they become automatic, right? We, we memorize so many other things. Let's put our effort, let's put our energy to memorizing God's word, which is full of power, which has the power to change our lives. Now, I can't give you a sucker, but I promise you the benefits, the reward of forming your thoughts according to God's word will reap benefits in your life, that you will become more firmly convinced of God's goodness of his provision, of his love for you. You'll be able to say, not just in faith, but with faith, I believe, I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let's talk for a moment about the goodness, the good things. Now again, I, I know this is tender, this is really sacred ground to say, uh, to discuss that uh, we sometimes don't believe that God wants good things for us. And that can come from so many places, from, from disappointment, uh, from childhood, from times where um, we've put our faith in God, where we've been waiting and hoping and trusting and it just seems to go on forever. But I wanna tell you today, my friend, that God wants good things for you. Now those good things, aren't always the things that we want. <laughs> they're, they're not always the good things that we want on our timeline, but know this, that God is a good father, a gracious and generous 
Father, he wants to give you his goodness, the overflow of his love. And that comes to us in good things, in creation, in relationships with other people, in blessings, in surprises, in provision. I, I remember one time in college, I had this desire to, this is so silly. I feel like the Lord wants me to share this. I, I so wanted to buy this rosary. It's in my pocket right now. Lord, you silly goose. Okay, I wanted to buy this rosary, but it was too expensive. You know, rosaries can sometimes be a little bit pricey, but I had my heart set on this one rosary. I had my eyes on it, and I just asked the Lord, I, I really wanna get this rosary. I wanna pray it for this certain intention, and I, I just left it to the Lord. I was a poor college student, right? And I remember driving home, and when I got there, I opened the mailbox, and I had a check addressed to me for a retreat that I had helped with maybe six months before. I had no intention of being paid for it, no expectation of that, and yet God provided because he wants to give us good things. He's a good father and he wants to give you good things. If you're feeling any resistance toward this second part of the scripture, I believe that I shall see the goodness or the good things of the Lord in the land of the living. Bring that to him, tell him, God, I, I don't feel like I can trust you because this happened. I'm, I'm not sure that you want good things for me because I'm still waiting, right? Just bring it all into relationship with the Lord, but hear me today <laughs> and let this be the voice of the Holy Spirit uh, penetrating your heart, deepening your belief that God wants good things for you. And finally, in the land of the living. That is that we don't have to wait until eternity to experience God's goodness, his provision. We can experience his goodness, those good things here and now. So there is that eternal beatific hope that is poured into our hearts through our faith, but also that hope is not only for the afterlife, for eternal life, that God wants to give you good things right now. Not next week even, uh, not in a couple of years. I, I wanna just prophesy over you right now that God wants to give you good things today in the land of the living. So to be on the lookout today for how God is showing you his goodness, how he's blessing you today. So if I haven't already convinced you, memorize Psalm 27 verse 13. Memorize it. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is what I would do with my middle schoolers. I just say it over and over again in the talk and hopefully they would have it memorized by the time we even finished the night. That's my hope for you too, that you've already got Psalm 27 verse 13 uh, memorized. And then make an act of trust. Make an act of trust when the fear comes, when the doubt, when the disappointment wants to tell you something other than God loves you. God wants good things for you. Make an act of trust and declare this scripture. I believe that I shall see the good things of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't see it right now. I can't see it yet, but I believe. And we put our hope in Jesus. We put our hope in God for those good things. Not for the thing itself, but because we trust God and because we know that he loves us. I wanna close by reading to you the last verse of this psalm. It comes right after this promise. Verse 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong 
and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Friend, oftentimes we have to wait a little while to see those good things. We have to wait a little while to see God uh, work all things together for our good. But take heart, be strong, wait for the Lord because good things take time. And God is working on those good things. He, he's orchestrating every last detail because he loves you to give you those good things. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, would you fill us afresh with your hope, God? That virtue that we can't stir up but is a, a gift from you. We agree with it. We receive it. Thank you for filling us with your hope, reminding us of your promise when our, our faith is weak and wobbly. And Lord, I pray this verse over every person watching, that they might believe that they will see the good things of the Lord in this life, in the land of the living. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Expand our hearts to receive. And God, we thank you in advance. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. Be on the lookout for those good things today. They're coming for you. See you next time. Bye.